Hey everybody, it's Kevin Clark with another episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County, Alabama. Had a friend of mine recently give me a call. He was in a negotiation for a new home and he was looking over the contract and he was out of state and I asked him how it was going and he said, well, I'm not a lawyer. I have trouble understanding some of the terms in this contract and so I said, well, didn't your realtor give you an explanation? He said, I sure did. I asked him, but I'm still not understanding it. I said, well, that's okay. Hire a lawyer. Only cost you a couple hours of time, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars. He goes, yeah, but I don't really want to spend the money. I said, well, if you're buying a $500,000 house, it might make sense for you to spend $500 to have a lawyer look at the contract. I mean, it's probably a standard purchase agreement through the local board of realtors, but still, if you're not comfortable, hire a lawyer. That's the cost of doing business. He said, yeah, but cause shouldn't my agent realtor be able to explain it to me? I said, well, you do understand that your realtor is not a lawyer. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. We're not lawyers. Some of us are, but most of agents, realtors, aren't lawyers. And they do their best to explain the contract to you, but they can't give you a legal opinion of what it means. And that may sound sort of like, you know, voodoo logic, but the reality is realtors usually will use their standard purchase agreement in their local jurisdiction which is usually provided by the local board of realtors. We have one here through the Baldwin Association of Realtors for Baldwin County, and it's a really, really great forum. The lawyer who does all the revisions to it every year or so, it's a fantastic lawyer, and we trust him. And he makes a lot of revisions that makes the contract more accessible and understanding to a layman. Because as realtors, we read these documents all the time, but we're still not lawyers. And what he does, when he reviews and revises them, he takes these contracts and makes them more readable. It's not like commercial real estate, which can be very complicated and have a lot of legalese, you know, legal terms that most people except professional investors and other people who've got representation by lawyers will understand. But in a residential purchase agreement in most jurisdictions, they're structured in a way that the average person <clears throat> with the assistance of a good realtor agent can show you what the legal consequences are for that document. And many people don't think about it. When you're involved in a real estate transaction, whether you're selling or buying a new home, there's legal consequences everywhere, even before you get to the point of looking at a purchase agreement. When you're a listing your home for sale, you're going to have a listing agreement and you're going to have all kinds of other disclosures. Well, whether it's your relationship with your realtor, which is basically what is your uh, agency relationship, or it could be disclosure documents many jurisdictions have. It could be a lot of items. But the bottom line is the realtors explain those documents to you. You then read them over. And then you sign them. And then when you get to the point of wanting to actually 
make an offer on a property, you're going to have to fill out, with the assistance of your agent realtor, a purchase agreement. And those have lots of legal consequences. Of course, there's standard language in there in most cases. You know, who are the parties, buyer and seller? What is the property? It's legal description. It, not just its street address, but its lot or parcel number or meets and bounds, which is a little different than what you would find with a subdivision necessarily where it has lot numbers. You've got to make a reference whether you're paying cash or financing it. Then you've got issues of dis- conditions and situations where you have contingencies. Things that have to be looked at, reviewed by the buyer and or seller and have to either be waived, approved, or denied. So the reality is, is that when you're looking at all these documents, it makes sense for you to have an attorney look at it if you're not comfortable with what your realtor agents explain to you. And just because your realtor agent is doing a great job doesn't mean you'll necessarily understand everything that's perfectly fine and there's nothing wrong with that they do that every day with contracts so they're familiar with it so if you're not comfortable with a purchase agreement or any other documents which could be an amendment to the purchase agreement for the listing agreement an addendum which is additional documentation these needed to make the contract binding you may have other issues that come up could be a um, contract for a home inspection. I mean, there's contracts everywhere and there's legal consequences everywhere. And so what you need to make sure you do is you understand as best you can all the legal consequences of all the documents and all the things that you're agreeing to. When you go for a loan, you've got to be honest about what your financial condition is and what your job is and how much you make and what your savings are. And they'll check your credit. And if you don't tell the truth, there are legal consequences, loan fraud. So you want to be upfront with everybody about what you're doing. Likewise, if you're uncomfortable with a document you're reviewing to sign, tell that to your attorney. Tell that to the agent who represents you and say, I'm not comfortable. And keep asking questions until you get the answers you need. Because there's nothing wrong with asking questions. There are no stupid questions. Especially when you're looking at buying even a $100,000 property, which would be considered cheap even down here. That's a lot of money. Think about it. I mean, I would hope you ask a lot of questions when you're purchasing a new vehicle. Because that's even expensive nowadays. What's the average car? $38,000 for a new car? That's a lot of money. Even used cars are expensive right now. So when you're involved in contracts and documentation and purchasing a home, you've got to know the legal consequences of what you're doing. So you're going to run into documents and contracts and issues all along the process from the very beginning until you get the contract signed. And then there's going to be contingencies. Well, what things do you want to check and have to approve before you'll move forward with the agreement. Inspections, insurance, uh, whether you're going to be able to qualify for a loan, title on the property, all these things, they all come up in those contracts. And you have timing and you have requirements that put burdens or duties on the seller and there are requirements and duties on you as a buyer if that's who you are 
in the contract arrangement situation. It depends on what side you're on, but both sides have obligations. <coughs> so, with that being said, you need to be doing your homework. You need to actively read the documents that you're reviewing and signing, understanding what those documents are for, and if there's any questions, and I mean read it line by line with your agent, realtor, or your attorney if need be, and go through it until you're satisfied that what you're signing is what you want to say when you're making a purchase or when you're selling your property. Likewise, with all the other documents you're going to get, disclosures, if you're not sure and you don't know about a particular condition of the property, say so. I don't know. I've never lived in the property. It was a rental of mine. I don't know that specific answer. And that is why, especially in Alabama, being a caveat emptor state where it's buyer beware, it's on the buyer to go out and do an investigation, have an inspection, get a termite report if they want it, and be able to have things reviewed. That's why you use title or escrow companies to review the title of the property to make sure that when it's conveyed to you, it's conveyed free and clear of any liens, encumbrances, or other issues that may cloud the title or not make it transferable or marketable. Because you don't want to end up finding out that when you bought the property, there was an unknown lien on the property or an encroachment, which many cases is only found out through a survey, or it's in a flood zone, which you need to find out if it's in an area where it's near water. All these issues, you need to make sure up front you have the right to be able to have a contingency or a means to get out of the contract if something is not satisfactory to you as the buyer. And the seller wants to make sure that you have certain deadlines to get this done so their property is not off the market indefinitely while the buyer just takes their time and does things at their leisure. Both sides have obligations and duties to do while they're under contract to purchase a home. Then when you get to the title company, there's a whole nother series of things you've got to be looking into. The preliminary title report. You're going to be having escrow instructions. There's going to be a closing statement, which has all the money referenced coming in and coming out of the title closing. There's going to be a lender involved where you're going to have to sign documents to get pre-approved for a mortgage. And they're going to have mortgage agreements and notes and other items necessary to secure their loan on the property and protect their interests, which is rightly understood. And then there may be HOA dues and fees and other documents you have to look at. There's a whole litany of legal consequences when you buy a home. But that shouldn't scare you. It seems nowadays you have legal consequences everywhere you go, even if you're driving. If you get in an accident and you don't have insurance, that's a big legal consequence. But in this case, you've also got to look for insurance on your property, especially if it's got a loan on it, because the bank wants to make sure their investment in you to lend you the money is protected by insurance. And there you're going to have issues that you've got to review and make sure that's the kind of coverage you want. So it takes, I want to say, a village to make transactions happen. And it's incumbent on you as either a seller or buyer to understand what you're signing and what's happening in your transaction. It is your transaction. 
So again, as I always say, trust but verify. Ask a lot of questions until you're fully satisfied. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't understand this. I don't know what that means. Please go over it again. And if need be, talk to your qualifying broker. They may very well have a different way of explaining it to your client, and they may be able to get through to them and make them understand what they're signing or what the issue is and move forward from there so you can get the transaction closed. Nobody wants to hide anything from anybody. I want my clients and the seller, if I'm representing the buyer or vice versa, I want everybody to be fully disclosed to and understand all the consequences of their actions as best I can. Now, if somebody's not being truthful with you, you can't help that. But you've got to try to, as an agent and also as a client, be as straightforward with your respective counterpart, whether it is the agent or the agent being the client, and explain to them what's going on, what they're signing, what the consequences of what they're signing is, and to make sure that they fully understand it so they're comfortable. We want win-win situations. Not every situation is going to be 100% win for every party. And it's just the way it is. There's a little compromise on either side. And I think that that's part of what makes up real estate. You have to be willing to either ask for a concession or ask something from the other side to get what you want and vice versa. You need to be willing to sometimes concede a point or an issue or an item that you want in order to make the deal happen for a home that you really want at a price and under terms and conditions that you can live with. So with that being said, there are legal consequences to everything we do in real estate. But the fact is, is that it's up to you, sellers and buyers, to do your homework. As I've said before, trust and but verify. Talk to your agent. If you don't have a good rapport with your agent, maybe consider getting a new agent. But it's like any relationship. You've got to work at it. You have to be upfront and truthful to them because they're not going to disclose your secrets to the other side. They're not going to lie for you, but they will understand when you're having an issue understanding a legal document, which a purchase agreement and other related documents are. So what you do is you review it and go line by line by paragraph by page until you fully understand what you're signing, until you're comfortable with it, and then they will continue to explain and move forward with you piece by piece for every document and situation that you will face from the moment you retain them as your agent, realtor, until the time that you close the transaction. And you'll have a whole nother cadre of people at the closing who are going to review all the documents with you that you're signing. Could be the deed, the closing statement, could be the loan documents and so forth. All these things, you're going to have people there who will help you understand what's going on. And that's the key. Knowledge is key. You have to do your job. Your realtor agent must do their job. And together, you'll have a successful transit transaction and you'll understand all the legal consequences of everything you're signing. Well, I hope that gives you some insight about the legal consequences of purchasing a home. And I think everyone has the right to understand what they're getting themselves into when they're doing anything in life. That's why ask questions until you get the answer you need. Trust but verify. Cooperate with your agent and other professionals, but hold them accountable and make sure that they are doing what they need to do to make sure that your transaction moves as smoothly and without as any hiccups as you can. And at the end of the day, if you've done that right and you have a good realtor agent helping you, 
and other real estate professionals in your camp looking out for your best interests, you're going to have an easy-peasy transaction that's going to go from point A to point B with a minimum amount of headaches, and you're going to be happy sitting in your new home thanking your agent and your realtor and other real estate professionals who got you to that point. And you should pat yourself on the back because sometimes it's not easy process. But if you do those things that are necessary to make sure that your interests are protected and that your answers, your questions are answered properly at the right time so you can get things done in the right process and order, that's what's important. Well, I hope this was helpful. It's Kevin Clark again, wishing you the best. I so appreciate you listening to my podcast. If you're ever down in the area here in Mobile, Alabama, near Baldwin County, give me a call, 251-599-6375. Check out our websites, search BaldwinCountyAL.com or ValPointRealEstate.com. A lot of great tools and information available to those two sites. I wish you well. I wish you and your family the best. And we will talk to you soon with another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Ballin County, Alabama. I'll talk to you soon.